It's the Kenny Wallace Conversation, brought to you by JEGS. Tech inspection with these new next-gen cars and the penalties. What's your opinion on this? I don't want you to get in trouble. The bad thing is I have an opinion about it. I have a very strong opinion about it. You got the same as mine. But, and I said this at Bristol when, you know, we were down with the... Uh, Chris Myers and, and Clint and I were doing the pre-race show and it was discussed about, you know, the Hendrick saga of getting penalized and losing points and crew chief suspended. And then they win the appeal. And then the next week, two more cars go back and a windshield screw gets cut off and they lose all these points again for a windshield screw that got cut off. So um, yeah, I had the, this is the part that I really hate about the sport right now. And this is what frustrates me about NASCAR right now is, yeah, I, I, I do have an opinion. I have a very strong opinion about uh, how they're doing things. But if I say something, then it's going to cost me money. It's going to cost me points. Yep. It's, it's going to hurt my drivers. It's going to hurt my organization. And so as much as I have an opinion, I'm scared to voice it because yeah. – the NASCAR has shown now you you can't have an opinion. You can have an opinion, but keep your mouth shut is basically yeah. the moral of the story. So let, let me say it, uh, and I don't want you to answer, because one thing we want to remind everybody is that you are a NASCAR owner. And I think we all lose sight of that because you announce the races, you drag race. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you got Donnie Shots in the world of outlaws. Uh, you do so much good for motorsports throughout the world. Tony, thank you for doing that. But I want to say this. Kyle Petty said it exactly right. He says, when daddy, people in the South call their dad's daddy, when daddy raced, when it was Lee Petty, Kyle Petty, you know, Richard Petty, all the Petties, he said, when we went to the racetrack, it was us against them. So my opinion is this. Look, we're coming to the racetrack. Here's my car. Jack it up. Do whatever you want. We're going to go through inspection as many times as you want at this racetrack. But I paid $500,000 for this car or four fifty, whatever it is. And when I leave, it's my car. I don't think it's right to continue inspection when you leave the facility uh, because I've given you all these, hey, listen, we can find anything wrong with your house if I go to your house. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tony M. Joyce, you know. So if you're going to take my race car and study it, th that's not right. You inspected it at the racetrack when we unloaded, before qualifying, before the race. I beat you. The end. I feel comfortable with this because I've said it okay. before. Okay, you're saying it. <laughs> and, you, and you remember this. When when I started and when you were you had already been in the sport for a little while, when I started, there were two guys in the tower that had a stopwatch in each hand. Two guys, a total of four stopwatches to sit there and time 43 cars on pit road for pit road speeding. Correct. You're all 100% right. If you or I pissed off NASCAR the week before or we got under their skin or ruffled their feathers, guess what happened the very next week? Got a pit road speed and penalty. 100%. And that's how NASCAR kept the etiquette and kept the drivers in line and, and kept control. And that's, we all understood that. Yep. And it gotcha. was like, yeah, we get it. And, and, you know, on top of that, if you really went overboard, they'd call you to the trailer and have a talk with you. And they would explain why they have to do things the way they do. And I don't want this to sound like a bash session against NASCAR because no, you're not. They have the hardest job in motorsports to control all this. So 
Now we're in an era where they've kind of backed themselves in a corner a little bit. Now you got all this gambling and betting on the sport. Well, they can't, they can't sit there and give you a pit road speeding penalty if it's not warranted. If you didn't do it, they can't charge you for a pit road speeding penalty like they used to. Now you changed the outcome of the game if you did. Now you've changed it and you've, you've, you're controlling the sport from that standpoint and screwing up the betting. So they don't do that anymore. There's no debris, you know, debris cautions where somebody threw a water bottle out and it's clear against the inside wall and they want a caution because they want to bunch the field up. They literally cannot do that anymore. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah. So now if you're NASCAR, how do you control everything afterwards? And how do you I control Kevin Harvick's mad and he's talking about the cars are unsafe and, and they're talking about this procedure screwed up and that. How does NASCAR then keep these guys under control? They take their cars back to the shop. And they find it. <laughs> they tear it down, just like you said, my house. They tear it down until they find something they don't like. And every car is going to have something that they can find. So that's their way of controlling it. Yeah. So with that, again, it's, it's, it's again why it's like the inspection process and this and that. Man, the, the, the disco room and the, the lasers and all that to scan it, the technology involved in that and how good a job NASCAR has done to control that is amazing. It, it's phenomenal. The Hawkeye system, they had to figure all that out and figure out how to control all this. NASCAR has done an amazing job from that standpoint. But I agree with you. To sit there and be upset because somebody said something, you know, the Denny Hamlin case is a perfect example you know, he gets on his podcast a day or two later and says what he says. Well, what's the statute of limitations? Yeah. You know, two you years ago, a year from now, years ago, I wrecked Danny Hamlin on purpose. Well, what are you going to do? Take the take the win away now? I mean, what do you do? What, what? And that's what I asked him in a meeting. I said, where does it stop? It's like you can't control. You can't you can't babysit. You can't monitor everything. And, and I think they are making mistakes. But. It's, it's their playground, it's their their rules, and, and we all play by them. So let's move on. That way I can keep you and me out of trouble because I'm <laughs> still... I'm, I constantly live in a state of trouble. It's, yeah. it's just how little or big is it getting? My, my brother, Rusty says, Herm, I watch all that stuff you do. He says, you push it just far enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, well, let me know if I go over to the line. So, hey, like I said, I just want everybody to understand. I still love the sport of NASCAR. Yes. I still... I still love what it's about. It's there's just some growing pains with the new car, and there's some things that I feel like they they've kind of got out a check on. But um, it's it's not for us to judge that. It's their game, and and you know they always have said. And I, and I remember Brian France saying, "If you don't like it here, you don't have to be here. You can leave at any time. It, the sport was here before you got here, and it'll be here long after you you leave." And and he's absolutely he was absolutely right. But at some point they all have to realize too, that we're all working together to make it better. Yeah. That, that reminds me of when I, I interviewed, uh, we talked to Jonathan Davenport at, at Bristol for that NASCAR race day show came back. And I, I said, Jonathan, I want to de bullshit this. I see, you know, it's dirt fans hate NASCAR. I, I said, you're here to run the cup race. Do you hate NASCAR? He says, Kenny, this is a dream come true. 
all dirt racers love NASCAR. This is the biggest moment of my life, my career. So you're right. You, you can do whatever you want to do. You, you don't have to run NASCAR, but everybody wants to. The, the thing about the dirt community, because I have a sprint car series, I have a sprint car team. Yeah, you uh, had the series too. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> got a car that runs World of Outlaws. The mistakes that NASCAR are making are very transparent and everybody in the, the industry. And it's like NASCAR doesn't realize the lower, what you, they would consider the lower levels of motorsports, the grassroots level, look at NASCAR different than they did 10 years ago and 20 years ago. I mean, absolutely. It's every driver's dream to be a NASCAR driver at some point, but then you'll pull on, you and I both do this. We pull into a dirt track and people come over and go, what the hell was NASCAR thinking? Oh, they hate listen to it nonstop. And you can't penalize me for that. Yeah. If my cars end up at tech next week, because I said that they're penalizing the wrong guy. You know, it's they're making the mistakes and they've got to somewhat get himself back in check. Tony, I spend all the time at the dirt tracks trying to, you know, help NASCAR and have these dirt fans go, look, I know you're upset, but NASCAR is awesome. And I spend my whole dirt racing career doing that. So let's move on. Uh, I want you to, to uh, tell me if this is a rumor or not. So uh, the new car, it, it was said that Rick Hendrick, Roger Penske, Jack Roush, Richard Childress, all the top car owners, I want you to tell me if this is true or false. They went to NASCAR and they said, because you're an owner, they said, save us because we're spending so much money molding these cars. Just let us get a car so we can get rid of, and we got so many employees, it's killing us. Is it true? Did I'm not saying you, but did, did all the owners of NASCAR ask for this next gen car? Absolutely. I mean, wow. it, it was, it had to happen because the spending per team per year was getting astronomical. The resources that you were having to put into it and what it, what it was doing was separating lower third, middle third and top tier teams. The top tier teams were well-funded, had a lot of resources, the, the lower tier teams, it was all they could do to just survive and get cars to the racetrack. So we needed for the health of the sport, we needed to find a way to cut costs, to cut back on, I mean, I think Gibbs at one point had over 600 employees for four cup teams. And, and running one car, one race. Yeah. Yeah. Running a car, one race and then stripping it. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and that was the standard. I mean, that's how far the competition has, has pushed itself and how technology has got involved and pushed this sport. So the, the owners realized for the longevity of it from the ownership side that we needed to ask for that. And uh, I think it's the new car is, I don't know. I, I have opinions about the new car. I don't think I would have asked a sports car manufacturer to design a stock car. Mm. That's where I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to wrap the NASCAR up uh, your opinion. Uh, so I asked Austin Dillon, I said, Austin, why are y'all beating the hell out of each other? He goes, Kenny, he says, years ago, we, we knocked the radiator out. You couldn't do it because they got these things so strong. They're like German tanks. And that's the reason we're beating the hell out of each other. Now, with that said, you know, you're the best, Tony. You're one of the best the sport's ever seen. Because the front ends are strong, should we be beating the hell out of each other? Well, you're on to something there. The front ends are strong. The toe links in the rear are not strong. Mm -hmm. that, is, 
that's the thing that you have to guard. I mean, you and, and you can change them, obviously, during a pit stop, but that is the weak link. I mean, we used to be able to bang off the wall, and it didn't take us out of the race. Now it screwed the sheet metal up and probably had a tire rub with it. But that's the great thing about the composite bodies. They don't re you don't really get as many tire rubs because the bodies will push back out. The hard part is the comp those suspension components and, and having the, the toe links in the back uh, for independent rear suspension. I mean, that is kind of a weak link in the cars right now. Right. All right. We're done with NASCAR. I don't think you and I are in trouble. <laughs> Listen, it's going to take a couple weeks. They won't, they may be sl slick about it if they're going to penalize us. Yeah. Oh, you did I hope not. I mean, I, I say that and I give them, I critique them because I really want the best for the sport and I appreciate the opportunity I had in NASCAR and what it's given me to reinvest in motorsports and keep going. So let's, let's wrap it up like this. What is good about NASCAR? Well, you look over the last 75 years of what, where it started and where it's at now. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's the largest form of motorsports in the United States. So to see all the great drivers and, and, you know, now be a part of that 75. Congratulations, race, Tony. Thank you. Um, you, you sit there and you, when you get older, you start looking back at how thing, the big picture of everything. And, uh, you look at what Bill senior did and what Bill junior and Brian and, and now Jim France and, and Ben Kennedy. I, I think the world of Ben Kennedy, I, I don't always agree with him and we don't always get along, but I really respect Ben Kennedy. I think he is the future of NASCAR. Uh, I think he will carry this sport for the next 50 years easily. Yeah, Daryl Walter, I'll end it like this. Daryl Walter said, hey, listen, just because I complain about NASCAR doesn't mean I hate them. You know, I love them. Right. It's our sport.